Elephant Party weekend. Uh, we had 130 people go to White Elephant Parties this weekend. It was great. Those of you who went had an awesome time. If you didn't, you missed it. It was fantastic all over the community. We had uh, White Elephant Parties. And here's the thing about White Elephant Parties is that White, well, white Elephant Parties don't really start until somebody steals something, right? Like that's, that's, the energy doesn't get going, the emotion, uh, revenge, hurt feelings, lifelong friends separated for forever because of a gift somebody stole. All of that stuff doesn't start happening until somebody walks across the room and takes a, a present that somebody wanted. Um, that's, when, that's when white elephant parties get good. Now there's an art to stealing. I, um, I posted about this last week. Uh, believe it or not, uh, studies have been done on how to win white elephant parties. I don't know what these people do with their lives, but they, they have time to study how to win white elephant parties. They've even come up with a gaming theory about white elephant parties. And basically, it's everybody who picks before you, you assign that gift a value number, a dollar amount, or a one to five. And then when it's your turn, if there is a gift that's higher than the average amount, you go steal that gift. And, and, and they've studied it enough to say, going into white elephant party with a never steal mentality is a bad strategy. Like that's a loser strategy. If you go in and say, well, I'm not going to steal. I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. It, you're going to lose white elephant uh, almost every time <clears throat> if that's you. Uh, but they found on the other end that if you go in with an always steal mentality, you'll come out better most of the time. So you, you got to get your stealing going if you're going to a white elephant party. Over the weekend, Friday, Saturday night, there was a lot of stealing that took place. I, I brought pictures of a couple of the hot items. Um, blanket, cozy, with, I mean, it's wintertime, so cozy, cozy soft blanket. Uh, that got stolen a couple of times at one of our parties, as did moose head uh, uh, bedroom shoes. Big item, a lot of people wanted that. Chick-fil-A calendar was popular at a different party, and uh, this guy had it first, but then it quickly went to uh, this person. Um, but it's not bad because the first guy ended up with the farting animals color book. <laughs> And I'm thinking if you win a farting animals coloring book, you're winning at life right there. Like you're doing something right if you win that prize. Uh, by far, I, I think I can say all over the world, the, the most coveted gift at any white elephant party was this one. It's an autographed picture of Joey Smith. And if you know Joey Smith, Joey's an elder here, by the way, so that's... Kind of tells you what our qualifications are. Um, uh, yeah, but this was a hot item. That's a fun part of white elephants is, is, is stealing, making people mad. Um, hey, very first Christmas, somebody stole something. It was a steal at the first Christmas. And uh, it was actually a steal that anybody could make. It wasn't like reserved to just one person. Uh, it's a steal that you actually could make. It's a steal you should make. Uh, this Christmas. We were, we were in the middle of the Christmas story last Sunday. We want to kind of back up into that. Mary and Joseph had traveled 70 miles. Took them a couple of days, I'm sure. They got to Bethlehem. There's no room. They end up staying 
in a, in a stable of some sort, uh, different opinions about what it actually was, but it's where the animals were kept. So cows and goats and chickens and who knows what else is in there, and they have their firstborn child in that environment. And then Luke chapter 2, the scene kind of shifts out to the fields, and this is what we read. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared, and the angel uh, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven. And on earth, peace to those on whom his favor rests. When the angels had left them and gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let's go to Bethlehem and see this thing that happened, which the Lord has told us about. So they hurried off and found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in the manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child. And all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them. The holiest of night, the night... That God's Son comes and takes on flesh, becomes human, is going to walk on this earth, live on this earth, eventually is going to die for our sins. And on that night, an angelic choir appears in the heavens and gives this message to shepherds. Glory to God in the highest. You'll find a child here. And they rush off and they find the child in all the busyness and craziness of that night and finding an inn and delivering your firstborn child. And then shepherds show up. And so that whole conversation. And then in the middle of all of that, it, it happened. In the middle of all of that, we read about this steal in the next verse, verse 19. But Mary treasured up all these things. And pondered them in her heart. In the middle of all the craziness that went on that night. She didn't steal a Chick-fil-A calendar. She she didn't steal a a blanket or a picture of Joey Smith. She stole a moment. She stole just a few moments to sort of step back from everything that was going on. And recognize the wonder of everything that was happening. Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart, she stole this moment to, to breathe, to reflect, to, to weigh out everything that had happened. A moment to be grateful. A moment to acknowledge, this is good right here. This is good. Notice the verse begins with, but Mary. We've had all of this description of a 70-mile trip and an inn and a stable and, and shepherds and angel choirs. We have all of this going on and right into the middle of that, but Mary. I, I think we all need a Christmas but this year. Right? We all need an interruption. We all need a Christmas but because in our lives, things are crazy this week. There's traffic and shopping and we're finishing up our list and deciding what we're going to cook or bake and getting the car repaired because we've got to take it on the road and figuring out what our schedule is going to be. There's all of this craziness. And my encouragement to you, my encouragement to us, is sometime during this week to, to have a moment where we say, but, and then our name. But, in spite of all that's going on, in spite of the pace and the hectic nature, but, and then your name. But Mary treasured 
That word treasured is translated from a word that means to protect or to preserve, to keep, to keep safe, to guard. But Mary guarded this moment. She guarded it close to her heart. She protected this moment. She preserved this moment. It's those moments in your life where you think, man, I just, I want to take a picture of this in my mind and I want to keep it forever. That's, that's the idea of Mary on the first Christmas night. She stepped back from the pace and the hecticness of it all and said, man, this is good. See, the problem for me, maybe it's not a problem for you, but I, I think the problem for a lot, a lot of people in our culture is we are often in such a hurry to get to the next moment that we fail to protect the current moment. We're in such a hurry to get to the next thing that we don't step back and go, no, I just want to keep this moment close. For me, my mind seems to always advance to the next thing. All right, what's the next place we've got to be at? What's the next obligation? What's the next thing we need to do? When are we going to clean this up? When are we going to get here? Like we go out together and I'm thinking about, okay, how are we going to get home? What's the route we're going to, what time are we going to get home? Because I got to get up early in the morning, so I want to be home by. There can be this tendency always mentally to live in the next moment instead of this moment. I'm living in what's going to happen. And, and Christmas is one of the worst times of the year for that. It's one of the worst times of the year for that mentality of hurry up, hurry up. We got to do the next thing, right? Open up your presents because we got to clean everything up. And then we got to get to the next house so we can open up all the presents and clean everything up. And we got to eat here so we can clean the dishes so we can get to the next place because we have to eat there and clean up the dishes. And I just want to get home and I want December 26th to go, right? It's, it can be this, the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, but God's given us moments this Christmas. God's given us opportunities with people that we love and we cherish. And like Mary, we need to go, but, 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 before I get to the next thing, I want to be in this moment. Because here's the reality. You probably can't change the pace. Like all of those things you have to do, I mean, you, you have some control over those. You can make some parameters, but I mean, you got family you need to see and, and houses you need to get to and other houses you need to get to and meals that have to be eaten and prepared and cleaned up and then another one has to be prepared and cleaned up. You're probably not going to eliminate all of that. Mary didn't eliminate all the crazy things of that night. In the middle of all of those things, though, she said, I'm going to stop. I'm going to hold on to this moment. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to capture this moment. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them. So treasure is protect, keep safe, keep close. Ponder, literally translated, is throwing everything together. Not like throwing everything in your suitcase because you waited to the last minute to pack. Not like throwing everything in the car and heading out of town. Not that sort of throwing everything together. Sort of throwing everything that's happening all together so you can see it. So you can remember it. So you can look at it and, and, and evaluate, boy, this is really important. This is weighty. This matters. This doesn't matter so much. I don't need to expend so much energy emotionally, mentally on this because this really doesn't matter in the end. This is what matters. Bringing it all in front of your mind. One of the definitions I read for this word was to confer with oneself. 
In other words, to have a conversation with yourself. Christmas, this season, is a good time to to bring all that's happening in front of your mind and then say to yourself, these are the important things right here. And this thing that I'm thinking so much about and I'm expending so much energy on, this is not the important thing. Sometimes we have to talk ourselves through those, right? This is the weighty matters. That's another definition for this word. Finding what's weighty. Like This is really important here, and this is not so important. So why am I thinking about that all the time? Well, one of my favorite descriptions of God, moments for God in the Bible, is actually at the very beginning of the Bible, Genesis chapter 1. God's creating the universe, and He's putting the stars in place, and the planets, and He's Dividing light and darkness, however that happened, and, and water and dry land, and he's filling the seas with life, and the land with vegetation and life. All of this is just sort of springing up at God speaking everything into existence, and then punctuating Genesis chapter 1. You, go back, you can go back and read it. Just kind of out of nowhere, three or four times, there's this phrase, and God saw that it was good. He's busy speaking everything into place. Everything's, everything's coming into existence. And then just punctuated all throughout that. And God saw it was good. God saw it was good. That was good. God saw it was good. It, it doesn't just say it was good. We would imagine that it was good because God did it. I mean, we could look at creation now and go, man, that was really, really good. The Bible specifically says that God had moments in creation where he just said, this is good. He took delight in the moment, he knew what he was going to do before he ever did it. He knew how it was going to turn out. It wasn't like he was surprised. I think God was giving us a pattern in creation to say, you know what? Even I step back and just say, man, this is good. I need that. I need to be reminded that that's how God started the universe because I tend, as I said, to be moving to the next thing instead of stepping back and going, you know what, but this is good. I, I don't want this to get away from me. I don't want to rush past this. I don't want to rush through this. This is good. And hey, Genesis 3 is coming. If you know how the story begins, everything gets ruined in Genesis 3. Like humans mess everything up in Genesis chapter 3. They disobey God. Sin enters the world, the relationship crumbles, like all of that's coming, and God knows that's coming, and yet He's able to say in this moment, but this is good. This Christmas, there are things that you wish were different, there are things in my life that I wish were different, there, there are relationships I wish were different, there, there are things that are coming that I wish weren't coming, the calendar's going to do some things I wish it wouldn't do, but that doesn't prevent me, in this season especially, from saying, yeah, but, but I need to capture the good things this year. The Greek word translated ponder is the word sumbalo. We don't talk about Greek words very much at Journey, but that's the, that's the word, sumbalo. It's a pretty important one, and I want to hang on to that one. I just want to weigh out. I want to hang on to. I want to say this is good. Sumbalo. When somebody's bothering you this Christmas, just say, oh, oh, I need a Sumbalo, right? They'll, they'll leave you alone, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> like, they're like, okay. Sumbalo. I, I need to 
I need to capture this in my mind. I need to remember this. I need to hold on to this. And, and, and the pushback, I get it. The pushback is, okay, like what did Mary have? Like a few chickens and a cow? Like it, it wasn't like her life was busy compared to ours. And, and you're right. Like there was no football game on later that day. Everybody was focused on. There wasn't that. Nobody was giving Jesus noisy toys, right? Do you agree with me that the worst people on the planet are people who give other people's children noisy toys? Like, aren't that, isn't that the worst person in the world? When somebody gives my child noisy toys, I would want, I always want to say, look, take that to your house and they'll play with it when they come visit you. Don't leave it at my house. Mary didn't have noisy toys. She, did, she didn't have a football game. She, um, she didn't have... 24-hour Christmas story marathon playing in the background all day on Christmas. She didn't have devices, right? She didn't have Wi-Fi or Netflix or iPhones or, or iPads or iPad mini. She, she didn't have any of that. But that's not really an excuse. I mean, we use those as sort of excuses. We use those as distractions. The example that Mary does give, though, is to say, look, you've got to put this into your Christmas somehow. There's got to be a but you. And you're the only one that can decide that. Because I'm pretty sure nobody's going to give you permission to do this this Christmas. Like nobody's going to say, you know what, you just, you just take it easy. You chill over there. You ponder. You sumbalo. You do your thing over there. We'll take care of everything. Nobody's granting you permission to pause this Christmas. You need to give yourself that permission. In spite of all of the distractions, and and life is full of distractions. Maybe you saw it on the internet this week. Uh, They are selling, I think it's like $129.99, a hipster nativity scene. Did you see this? Um, Yeah, exactly. It it has the 100% organic uh, cow eating the gluten-free feed. Uh, The sheepdog has a hipster sweater. The shepherd is uh, uh, surfing the internet on his iPad mini. Uh, the wise men arrive on segways with Amazon Prime gifts. And Joseph, who, by the way, has a man bun. It's kind of hard to see it in this picture, but he's sporting a man bun and taking a selfie uh, while Mary enjoys her latte. Right? We, have, we have all of this stuff. We have all of these things in our life that are distractions and that pull us away. And yet the first story reminds us, you know, sometimes you have to push back from all of that. So sometimes you have to push back. There's not anything wrong with, well, there's something wrong with man buns, but there's not anything wrong. All the other things are not necessarily bad things, but they get in the way. They get in the way of this treasure ponder idea. They, they get in the way of Sumbalo. They get in the way of but you capturing this moment. One of the challenges in the digital age that we live in, we're always connected, we always have our phones and, and, and devices. One of the challenges for us is that we have this desire to capture ourselves in the moment more than actually being in the moment sometimes. I mean, it sort of becomes a, a habit. We want to capture that I was in the moment more than I actually want to be in that moment. We have, a, we have a greater desire to post the moment than to enjoy the moment. And I'm not saying there's anything wrong 
with doing that, I am saying that I think those things more and more steal the opportunities to treasure and ponder. Maybe you can do both. Maybe you can, but there's sort of this epidemic of, well, I want to capture myself in the moment, and then the moment's gone, and I wasn't even in the moment. I was too busy capturing myself in the moment. You probably didn't notice this, but we just had an election in our country. It didn't get a lot of coverage, but about a month ago, we actually selected a brand new president, and uh, social media didn't say a lot about it, but we, we, we did capture one of the iconic images this is not a political statement at all one of the iconic images that came out of the 2016 election was this one it's uh hillary clinton on the campaign trail and notice the people in front of her right so apparently this is their candidate like they believe in her i'm assuming they voted for her they were for her platform and everybody's got their back turned to her taking a selfie of themselves in the moment with Hillary Clinton. This is kind of the people we've become. We've sort of become the people that the moment's happening over here, but I want to take a picture of me, and then maybe I'll get back to the moment. But Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them. She held the moment in her mind. She held on to the moment. And and, and we don't know if anybody else noticed this. It gets recorded, but we don't know if Joseph noticed or if the shepherds were still there when it happened. Did they notice? Did anybody else see this? Mary apparently didn't make a production out of this. She she didn't go, okay, time out, everybody. I'm going to ponder for just a minute, so I want you just to wait. She, she didn't post a selfie of herself pondering. She, she didn't write a blog about it. She didn't preach a sermon about it, right? She just knew this is a night of incredible wonder. Miracles are happening. Good stuff's happening. And I don't want it to get away from me. I don't want to rush on to the next day. I want to pull back. And I want to treasure. And the, and the Bible says she did it in her heart. Again, it wasn't this big production. It wasn't for anybody else. It wasn't to tell somebody else about or or to post about or to blog about. It wasn't any of those things. It was for her heart. It was for her mind to hold on to that moment. And and this week's going to be crazy. This week's going to get by and it's going to get away. But You and I need to treasure and ponder. Here's what happens if we don't. If we don't treasure and ponder, we become ungrateful. If we're not focusing on, this is good right here. Thank you for this. Then our heart, our mind moves toward a lack of gratitude because we miss all of those things. That we should be grateful for, but we never get around to being grateful for them because we're just too busy. We're on to the next moment. If we don't take time to treasure and ponder, we become critical. If we don't give our mind the space to focus on the things that are good, our mind will naturally move towards the things that aren't good. Our mind will naturally move towards the critical and negative and things that we wish were different. 
if we don't have moments to treasure and ponder. And a, a part of throwing that to, throwing together all the things that are happening, there are going to be some things that we don't understand and that don't make sense this Christmas. That had to be true for Mary. I mean, everything that happened could not have made sense to her. And so there were these categories as, as she's thinking through, as she's holding this close to her heart. There were these categories of, God, I don't really know what that means. I don't, I don't really know what you're doing right there. I don't really understand that. But this category over here, thank you. These are good things. And your Christmas is probably going to be the same way this year. And there's probably like a category of things that, that you put them all together and you think, God, I don't get that. I don't know what's happening there. I don't know what you're up to. I don't know how that's going to be resolved. But I do know you've given me this. I do know this is good. I do know I want to hang on to this until I see how you're going to work out all of these other things. We don't treasure and ponder. We become ungrateful. We become critical. And we become forgetful. It's easy to become forgetful if we don't have but merry moments. Treasure and ponder moments. Umbalo moments. Christmas 2016, it's going to be unlike any other Christmas that's coming in your future. It just is. It's going to be different. It's never going to be exactly like this again. And for some of us, it'll be small ways that next year's Christmas is different from this year. For some of us, it's going to be big ways, ways we don't even see coming yet, ways we don't even know that 2017 is going to be completely different from 2016, but, but none of our future Christmases are going to be exactly like this one, which is why it's so important that we hang on to the good moments. We treasure and ponder and keep close and keep safe or, it's they, or else it passes right by. Probably the reason we have the details of the Christmas story in Luke 1 and 2 and in Matthew 1 and 2, probably the reason we have those details is because of Mary. I mean, by the time Matthew and Luke write all of this down, investigate everything that happened. Mary's the only one who was in the stable and could tell him what happened. Joseph is deceased. Jesus is back in heaven. Mary's the only one that knew what the conversations were, knew who arrived and what the shepherd said. She's the only one, and, and, and maybe she knew it because she captured it. She knew this is never going to happen this way again. It's never going to be just like this again. I, I want to soak up every moment. I want to guard every moment in my heart. Now, we're going to break in just a minute. And you're going to walk out that door into the busiest six days of the year. The craziest six days. Life's going to pick up pace. And you're going to start going and you're not going to stop. We thought maybe we would end today by just all being in the moment. We would end today with just a moment to treasure and ponder, just, just a moment to bring our life in front of our mind and to weigh it out and, and to be grateful and say, God, thank you for this. This is good. This is good. I don't understand this part, but this is good. This is good. I trust you. Thank you for this Christmas.
So the band's going to come back up, and they're going to play. Nobody's going to sing. You don't have to sing. Nobody, you don't need to stand. Just be here. Just bring Christmas 2016 in front of your mind and offer thanks for it. Acknowledge what's good. Let this be one of your but you moments in Christmas before the pace picks up and life gets crazy again. Let's just treasure and ponder. Let's pray. God, thank you in all of the details that were given uh, about the first Christmas. All of the characters and movement and miraculous, angelic. There's this quiet little moment that we often miss. But Mary treasured up all of these things and pondered them in her heart. She just held them. Was grateful for them. Recognized this is weighty. This matters. I don't want to forget this. I don't want to rush through Christmas and forget that this is good. And so all across this room, help us to do that. Help us to be grateful. Help us to live in the good that is this Christmas. I pray it in Jesus' name.